Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, and alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, we discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. But before anyone gets that foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style bracket, and we argue each round until we decide a winner. And Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot onto the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. You want to tell them what we're talking about this final four here? Absolutely. We're in the final four of Nick's specially picked birthday bracket extravaganza. We are trying to figure out what is the best Adam Sandler movie of all time. It's not just Adam Sandler, the actor. It's Adam Sandler, the dog. Is your dog's first name Adam or is it just Sandler? Actually, I have no idea. He hasn't told me. His name was Sandler. He responded to Sandler. He never, he never gave me his first name. I think his first okay. name is Sandler. I think it's first name Sandler, last name Keller. Okay. Makes Sandler sense. Keller. Makes sense. Anyway, yeah. we're in the final four of Adam Sandler movies. Nick, yeah. you want to tell him what we got? Yes. So here we are, final four on the left side of the bracket. We have the number one seed, appropriately seeded as always, Happy Gilmore, going up against the 12 seed, Billy Madison. And then the other side of the bracket, we have the seven seed, The Wedding Singer, going up against 11 seed, Uncut gems the recent banger cody you got a preference here you pick birthday it boy, doesn't man. matter what your preference <laughs> is it's my birthday you idiot so and I just, I'm... I just said that <laughs> no i, I wanted to, to do I that i told though. you to pick for your birthday but i wanted to do that <laughs> okay i haven't done it it doesn't matter ever let's do let's do let's just let's keep it normal let's keep it rocking left side happy gilmore billy madison first thoughts and i swear i won't yell at you when you start talking I mean, my first thoughts is Happy Gilmore is so good. I mean, it's not good. It hasn't held up great, has it? I, no, what do you mean? I, like, what part didn't hold up for you in the sense of, like, I don't know. I feel like most of it still, it's still funny. The, like, the old people abuse, but that was never fine back then. Like, no one was like, I, it was this is how we should be treating these old people. That's true. But, I mean, there's just something, it definitely feels dated when you watch it it is a time capsule that takes you back to the, look well, at how they dress yeah visually yeah i mean there's no yeah no visual. i mean Ellie, we're, this as far as like comedy this one held up better than billy madison <sighs> let's maybe just start talking about that a little yeah, bit let's huh? talk because i mean when we when we talked about billy madison you know we were like okay maybe there's something we're missing here because we we both kind of agreed like i don't think eric's as bad i mean we know that he's the villain and does become so later on yes but i remember being like okay show me why one more time like what is outside of like once he finally clearly wants to like is making like hit attempts on billy madison's life up until then the first thing that happened where he's like where you're like man this guy's kind of a jerk is he accurately predicted why billy was late to the big dinner where his dad was going (laughs) to turn over the company he accurately predicted um, he's probably out drunk, laying by the pool and getting ready now. And they were like, oh, and the, or I, think, I, I, think, I think Billy might actually be there by that time. And he's like, shop it up and do. And you're like, <laughs> there's that fucking bullshit. A grown ass man just making Adam Sandler made a living off just going shop it up and do. And he's oh, better than anyone, though, because he the amount of different inflections he can do. I can only come up with the shop it pretty much. But he has he can go on a whole scat rant. But yeah, so then you're like, the kid is, he's 25 years old, drunk still, at this dinner with all of, like, the the board of directors, we're assuming, and Eric is like, 
yes, dude seems like an asshole. Yeah, and, and, and do you think and, the board the board of directors get no say in any of this shit? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, because the board is also not on board with Billy's shit either. And also, I just I can't get over the this this fact of like, okay. I think we made it pretty clear on this podcast where we stand about like capitalism and like fucking eat the rich and all that. But I, to be fair though, I don't necessarily need it to be so ne- like, I don't want it to ever be that. Well, I am old. So I'm going to give it to my 25 year old son who technically does not have a high school or at this time is assumed to have a high school education. And that's who will now run the one of the most powerful oh hotel God. conglomerates. It's nepotism running wild, this movie. Yeah. So you're kind of like, I would say, as far as a movie that did not age well. Oh, wait, 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 one sec. Okay. Okay. In the fucking movie, Eric, they have the acting thing. Eric's doing the, to be? Like the, you know, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> he's like nailing it. And then Adam Sandler comes in. He's like, to be? Oh, not to be? And they're like, damn, that is acting. And he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in the forever that's the decathlon moment yeah where, which is the which is the fucking explains every adam sandler movie ever because that's yeah. what he think will win an acting contest there's someone who is acting doing a, a, a an okay job and then there's adam sandler and they're just like the fuck are you and i have to play off this there's also a moment in there where they have to they have to do something in a uh like a pot in the chemistry portion and he pulls out his shoe while the other guy pulls out what's clearly like a sol a soluble, like, hey, you mix these, this is <laughs> yeah, what is insoluble. And, and you're like, that's you can't make a shoe. Like it's you're a high school chemistry professor, and it's implied that that's a W for Adam Sandler. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. It's so it's oh man. I mean, there's so many moments in the movie and that the, like this the casual sexual assault. Are we going to bring oh, that up? Yeah, I don't, oh, dude, there's, yeah, for anyone who's not, who doesn't remember this, just real quick. So this is when he's in the third grade, mind you. A third grader dares him to touch his teacher's boob. Mrs. Vaughn, Miss Vaughn's boob. And he says, that's assault, brother. And you're like, oh, thank God. God, I thought that was going to get real scary there for a second. And then he immediately, after you just exhaled, he's like, you double dog dare me. And you're like, No! No, don't! What the fuck? <laughs> and then he goes over, acts like a, the the bus bounced, and he grazes her boob, and then he's like, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Vaughn. And she's like, get back to your seat. A double dog dare you. And then, not only that, she then on the way back, he's like, I'm sorry, that was kind of fucked up. She's like, you're not the first guy who's ever touched my boobs. And you're like, whoa, what? This is so sad. And then... <laughs> the moment within the next five minutes, that's where the infamous piss scene happens where the little kid pees his pants somehow. That's never alluded to why he would. He doesn't, there's no foreshadowing of like, oh man, I kind of got to pee my pants. And it's nope, like, no, just, just straight to piss in his pants. And only piss. cool kids piss their I actually think that's one of the nicer scenes in the movie. It, it is, but it's weird because that's, that's the turning point for Vaughn. That's the turning point for Mrs. Vaughn to be like, aww. He's so sweet. And you're like, that, can we go back just, just 10 minutes ago? He was sexually assaulting you. I, man, the I mean, I'm locking in Happy Gilmore. For, I got it. I, yeah, Happy Gilmore. I'm so, like, Billy Madison is just, it was, once you pointed out all the things, like, be like, is this movie, like, even just, like, it's so inherently stupid as far as, like, the entire premise that now I'm like, don't get me wrong. 
I think if you're watching it uncritically, if you just have it on in the background on like a Sunday and you're, and you're kind of cleaning or something, I think it still holds up to that, but it holds up to zero critical scrutiny. <laughs> yeah, you can't come at this with your mind. Catherine paused the movie about an hour and she's like, do we have to finish this? It's, it's so bad. I, I remember, I think it has like something of like maybe like a 20 on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, and, I, and I'm an Adam Sandler fan where I'm like, fuck you. You don't understand. It's fucking, it's highbrow, lowbrow shit, man. You don't fucking know anything. You fucking critics. And then I watched it just even slightly critically, just enough to be like, okay, let me take out some bias. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Oh, wow. Oh, wowie zowie. So yeah, we got to move uh, Happy Gilmore on to yeah, that final round where it will be going up against either The Wedding Singer or Uncut Gems. Cody, I, uh, I made sure you watched Uncut Gems. So you I did. do, I want to know just your, un, what, what was that experience like? This is my second time watching it. And okay. so I think it's a totally different experience the second time. So I want to hear your first time. Uncut Gems overall, I'd say was decent. It was a decent movie. I would say that it's an hour longer than it needs to be because there's so much boring ass filler that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Now I get it's probably to establish some character stuff, but character stuff is established fun. It's and that feeling of dread that you were talking about or anxiety, I didn't get that. It, it just I guess I was just too I, I knew something bad was gonna happen to him. So like that there was no anxiety. It was more impatience. I, I mean not even once, especially once the he gets so when he's i think it it really starts to kick off when the stone is up for sale at the auction and he doesn't get the bid he needs well i think the it. movie turned me against him so much that i didn't want him to get what he needs like i didn't you don't want him to get what he needs you're you're pissed off at him the whole time but exactly so like it was an anxiety for him because i wasn't worried about it i was kind of hoping he fucked up oh, i was like this man. guy deserves to get fucked fair enough Fair enough. So, like, it wasn't anxiety for me. It was, like, comeuppance. Like, he's the villain of them. Well, he's not the villain at the end. But, like, I don't know. His character is not a hero. In he's any not. Script. No, no, no. You're not supposed – I don't think – and I don't think you're supposed to necessarily feel for his character. I think you're supposed to constantly – the only thing you're supposed to feel is probably pity. Like, I did feel pity. Pity like, was that there. cycle to watch him, like, just when you think it's going to be, like, okay, fucking Kevin Garnett – spoilers for fucking Uncut Gems. It's not that type of movie anyway. But, like – when Kevin Garnett actually buys the stone from him, you're like, okay, you have enough money to pay back your debts because he's a gambling addict. Yeah. You have enough money to pay back your debts. You can call it. And then That's another all. bet. And you're just like, <sighs> fuck, you fucking idiot. You piece of shit. And I just like, it's just such a, I mean, I, I mean, my, uh, my partner uh, watched it and she was like, she actively at one point just kind of had to like, just do other things to get away from the anxiety that was that movie. And I think you're yeah. right. I do think after rewatching it though, I think that hour, it's not even necessarily to establish character. It's to make the buildup that much more. Like you can't, you can't have a short the fall. It wants to make it. the fall harder. Yeah, I get it. But you still want a short runway. You want to kind of just establish some stuff. Yeah, maybe it's kind of unnecessary. I would say there's definitely, I, would, I think there's probably a good solid 20, 30 minutes out of there. But it's, I think honestly, some of the stuff is I think the stuff that has to do with the weekend. And they were like, they just happened to like, they just happened to like have him on like, he wanted to do yeah, a movie on with set, them. So they just fucking did something with it. Yeah. So they're like, I guess we'll do like this whole 20 minute scene with the, with him. That's not really important in any way, shape or form. In any way, shape. It's useless, but it gets you like 2012 era of the weekend, yep, which is which a good is, era. <laughs> How'd the wedding singer treat you? 
I, yeah. So, I mean, so I rewatched The Wedding Singer and here was the thing is like, and I don't know if maybe this is something about movies now versus movies then. The pace was just so slow. Like it was slower than I honestly remembered because like in your head, when you're thinking about The Wedding Singer, you're like, okay, so he gets dumped. Then he has the bad wedding night. Then him and uh, uh, Drew Barrymore, Julia Gulia, or she's not Gulia yet, but like him <laughs> and Julia kind of kick it off. He sings the I want to fucking die song. Then they make out, which is like, there's a, there's a moment in it, if you don't remember, which is just so wild to me because, so he walks in and Julia and her cousin or sister or something like that are talking about what the first kiss will look like. I think of probably a conversation most couples have had. And yeah. she's like, you got to do tongue. And she's like, no, you can't do, Julia's on the side of like, you can't do tongue. It's got to be like a tight little kiss. Tasteful tongue. This is the game. Yeah, and this is the tasteful tongue. And so then, I can't remember his, his character name in uh, The Wedding Singer, but Adam walks in and they're like, perfect. You can help us solve this. And instead of making out with the sister or whatever she is, they have him make out with Julia to test out kissing. And I just can't understand in what world this would ever, if like, if Catherine came to you within a week of your wedding and was just like, oh yeah, I practice kissing with Rich. <laughs> Wouldn't okay, you be what? like, no, you did. No, you, no, you cheated on me. Yeah. What the fuck you doing? <laughs> like, that's not right. I'm sorry. I just practice kissing. I, I didn't know what type of kiss I wanted to do at our wedding. He comes in, no joke, within a minute of their kiss happening, right? That's the whole thing. Like, it breaks them up and they're all kind of messed up. So he was on his way, which I know it's the 80s. We don't, we don't necessarily know when people are coming in and out or whatever, but it is so wild to me to have a practice kissing thing. So anyway, it still has its sweet moments. I think, like I said, I, I do think I may have revered it a little more then and now looking back it was it was up against waterboy i and i have seen waterboy even more recently than i had seen the wedding singer so i do know waterboy still fucking goes hard might have made a bad decision there but it is what it is at the time yeah i mean as far as movies go i think uncut gems is a better movie albeit it has a lot of fat on it like i think you could uncut down quite a bit but that's the oh, point I, it's, I uncut. Fucking act, it's uncut cody you don't cut the fat off it's uncut yeah, well, it's fucking taste bad. But Sandler can act. We learned what? that in, uh, in Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler can act. He yeah, does so a very let's, good job. let's move it in. So the final four, we have Happy Gilmore going up against Uncut Gems. And this is the question that I want to propose to you. Is Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler is capital A acting throughout the entire movie of Uncut Gems. Yes. Sometimes it's a little much and you're kind of like, I kind of get why you didn't get an Oscar nomination. But other times it's very, it's very good and very well done. Is, is by this point, Adam Sandler's career, is he acting in Happy Gilmore or is he just Adam Sandler? He's just Adam Sandler. Right. That's but what he's I'm raw, uncut Adam Sandler. <laughs> Dude, the whole cast, everything about Happy Gilmore is great, okay? There's not a bad person in a bad cast member. I would, they're all classic characters. Shooter McGavin. Yep, Chubb Peterson. Chubb is one of the funniest people motherfuckers on earth. You forget how good... He that fights Bob Barker. Dude, fights Bob Robert Barker. <laughs> How, I just want to know, did we talk about this last time? Just what was the meeting where they the were like- Is that the only swear on record of Bob Barker too? What? 
Is that the only time on record that Bob Barker swore? I'd have to think so. The only one that's been Bitch. caught on he camera. Just, he said he looks so uncomfortable saying it. Too. It did too. <laughs> I I think it's just wild to me. Like, I, and I don't know if we talked about this. So if we didn't, then I want to keep this. But like, someone had to pitch that to Bob. I don't think Bob was actively looking for a role in Happy Gilmore. I think they were writing it and they were maybe like, uh, we got a parent. We want to do like a pro-am kind of thing. Okay, who would be fun? Who would be fun? And they're kind of like, and like literally you just know that in the writer's room in the background, they had on the prices, right? And they were like, I think Bob fucking Barker would do this. And they were like, <laughs> I don't know. Let's give it a shot. And you like beat him up and say the price is wrong, bitch. Bitch. The one of like, <laughs> it's such a great line. And it's done even better by the fact that he then gets his ass kicked afterwards. Uh, like it's it such a great shit. There's so many line. good one-liners in there. I think my favorite I'm my favorite. I'm just. I'm not gonna do all the lines. Obviously, there's too many. But my favorite one of the whole movie, I think, is where uh, Chubbs is like, "They wouldn't let me play on the pro tour anymore." And Happy goes, "Oh, because you're black." And he goes, "No, damn alligator bit my hand off." It's like Jesus Christ, <laughs> shake the wind. He takes. That's- I mean, you have. I mean, it's wild to watch that movie too. Because then you're like, Ben Stiller, the fuck are you doing here? Oh man, it is. It's so good. I you said that you said though that you thought that there was like it didn't hold up. Explain to me. I just feel like it was a time castle. I, like Susan watches like this is man, this is old. Like okay. there's no there's no getting away from the fact that this is the 90s, you know? Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, sorry. I just thought I was like, you tell me one bad thing with this goddamn perfect movie. Oh, I'm sure there's something bad in it. No. <laughs> Under the microscope of of current of current modern day sociopolitical yeah. standings i i mean there probably has to be just because i think almost any movie made with before yesterday yeah exactly has problems and this will be this will be the first time this is fine it's finally happened here on my birthday week that the one seed will come out the champion yeah it's the perfect adam sandler movie that it's so good. I it, mean, it, it gets through everything. Go on. It's funny as hell, right? You're, it is written. Adam Sandler's one of the major writers on it, isn't he? Yeah, him and Tim Hurley. Yeah. Yep. So Tim, it's a him and Tim Hurley joint. It, it doesn't suffer from the problem a lot of his earlier movies had of him his acting not being very good because he doesn't need to act. He's just Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah, he's not actually trying to... Even though he is a character, he's not a full... It's not like a Billy Madison, like, I have to act like a whole idiot the whole time. He yeah. just has to act dumb enough to be like just stubborn. He just needs to be stubborn, which you get the you get the impression you're like Adam Sandler seems kind of stubborn. Yeah, exactly. You're like I I could see that. And uh, yeah, I mean you get you get the you get the quintessential. His friends are in it. Yeah, at least the start of his the homeless uh, the homeless caddy. That's like one. That's one of the guys who eventually is throughout a bunch of his movies. Yeah, Shooter McGavin is like the best villain. He is an actual villain that you hate. He's not like Kevin from Billy Madison. Eric, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't no, remember he, his goddamn name. D- d- okay, so I don't know this for a fact. Do you? Is that the first time? Did they come up with "I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast"? That's the first you time I ever heard that line. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I that think line I, is. It, it, was, it was probably insult said by kids, but yeah, they definitely put it in a movie. That line is. That line is so good. I mean, it's so good. Kanye had to use it. He's like, yeah, yeah I can't do any better than that. He didn't even try to change it. He was like, nope, not. That's that's perfect the way it is. So, um, it's so uh, I Happy mean, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore's from, on the boat. Throw it on the projector up. on the main deck. We, it is funny because when we originally talked about doing this, we were like, maybe we shouldn't include Happy Gilmore because it'll walk through. 
it twirled a cane the whole fucking way. Yeah, it, it definitely, it had a, I mean, the fact that Bill, he got, he had to go up against Billy Madison, I think was maybe going to always be the toughest spot for it. Uh, just cause I think that's, we, people hold those two cause they came out like back to back. And such yeah, seriously, though, watch Billy Madison with a critical eye. It'll it's or it's or different. don't or don't <laughs> or don't because it will ruin it for you. Well, that is it, folks. Thank you all so much for listening to this season of Friendly Competition Podcast. We appreciate it so much. If you want to help us out, a few quick things that you can do: go on to iTunes, Spotify, and hit that follow. That's going to be one of the easiest things you can do. And while you're on iTunes, give us those five-star reviews, as well as write a review for us. If you put it your final four, whatever your top four favorite things or random four things you want us to talk about, after every 25 reviews, we will do a bonus episode of that. Also, just tell a friend. Teach, learn one, teach one, something like that. That yes. is the easiest way that you can help us out is continue to tell just even if one person. If you show a friend our podcast, he'll listen for a day. But if you teach him how to subscribe and download it, he'll listen for a lifetime. <laughs> that's exactly and that's important. Right. Also, while you're on the internet teaching him how to subscribe, feel free to follow us on all our social media accounts. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. Also, if you have an idea for a whole 16-team season, much like this one that Nick Keller submitted, email those to us at FriendlyCompetitionPodcast at gmail.com. If it's good, we'll give you a shout-out, and we'll do it. Boom. Yeah. We're, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll just do it. Yeah, that's that's how it works, huh? Uh, shout outs, as always, to Charizard for that intro, outro music that you're listening to. If you want to hear more, head on over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, and replace the vowels with sixes. Well, that is it for this season. Cody, you want to tell them what's, uh, what's coming up next? Absolutely. Next season. We are taking a deep dive into our childhood. We're going to rustle around in there and see if we can uncover uh, some trauma maybe or, you know, how, how it was. We're going to figure out what is the best toy, childhood toy. I like that you first had to go to trauma. Everyone's like, yo, I did not want to hear a season on childhood traumas. No, it's all, we're getting deep in there. We're going to, I'm going to shake some shit around. We're going to see what sticks. It's going to be good. I just feel like you could have so easily been like, we're going to open up that toy chest, y'all. And we're nope. going to pull out our favorites and do toys. But you went with our own childhood traumas, which. Oh yeah. You know what? We, yeah. I mean, we might go, we might go there. Who I mean, knows? why not? Yeah. Let's get deep in there, dude. Let's get deep on it. Well, that is it, folks. Thank you again for listening to this season. I've been Nick Keller. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat. <laughs>